Hello, and welcome to The Bad Pen Pal. My name is Colin Parker, and I am your host of this show, which is all about how I'm not very good at keeping up with friends, so I use this show as a way to communicate with them uh, in the living. You know, this, there's no seances or any bullshit like that. Um, and I am joined today by a very special guest. You've heard his name many a time, Mr. Zach Foote. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, Zach? Sleepy. Sleepy. I, <laughs> I feel that. Um, so, Zach, uh, for those who have not seen you in some of the video material that we have on the YouTube channel, or have uh, maybe they haven't had uh, a chance basically to consume any of the content that you've been a part of, uh, just you want to give the crowd back at home just a quick taste of who you are, what you do? Uh, well... <clears throat> Excuse me. I play one of the two trombones for a band called Stacked Like Pancakes. And uh, I am dad to a nine-month-old, so that's why I'm sleepy and kind of out of it all the time. Right. Just met the, the lovely nine, uh, I almost said nine-year-old, nine-month-old, sorry. <laughs> uh, we had a blast. We played with some toys. We did a little bit of peekaboo, uh, had some snacks, and now he's down for a nap. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of day. <laughs> Um, so Zach, we're just going to get right into it with all sorts of crazy questions for us to get back in contact, to get to know each other more and for the audience to hopefully go, oh, well, this would be my answer. Why would they, either of them say this? Uh, so cold pizza, yes or no? Always. All right. What is the best pizza that you think cold? Uh, that was not a sentence. I meant, what is the best pizza you think is... Oh my god, I can't speak. I actually understand what you You mean know what I'm trying to say, though. Okay. Because, uh, and this is a weird answer, I hate their pizza warm, but Pizza Hut's pizza is far superior cold. Interesting. I, yeah, I don't know why. What what kind of toppings are we talking here? Traditional I, cheese or I typically go somewhere in the neighborhood of pepperoni and some form of pepper, usually hot. Mm, okay, and uh, this is going to take a strong steer to a totally different direction. But do you have a hobby, or are you interested in something that not many people know about? Side note: the answer cannot be murder. Okay. Yeah. I imagine there's a reason for that, but... I, I don't know. I, look, okay, so super quick, <laughs> a very small peek behind the curtain. Um, much like, you know, David Letterman or, you know, Jimmy... Well, not Jimmy Fallon, because he just laughs at whatever you say. But yeah. um, basically, any late-night host, right, when they have people come in and stuff like that, they have a, a writer team, right? Uh, I will not lie to you, the audience. I have a bit of a writing team. Um, a lot of my questions are written by Jordan and Lindsay Reed. And so I'm, I just have my interview questions that are sitting here in front of me. And they I, I've read through side them. note, the it, answer is not murder. Well, it says in parentheses, not murder. As in like, you know, <laughs> okay. make sure you got an answer that isn't related to the crimes that they're committing against humanity. Well, uh... As far as hobbies go, <clears throat> I don't know if it's exactly hidden, but I'm a giant Nintendo fanboy. And Tequila Aficionado. Tequila Aficionado. Now, I know nothing of tequila, so what makes a good tequila? I mean, it depends, really. Um, tequila is a, a weird thing in and of itself right now, just because there's actually an agave shortage in Mexico. I didn't know that. Um, so prices are getting wonky and certain products are disappearing, but mm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So how, how do we bring back tequila? What do you mean? Like how, how do we save the agave? Oh, um, figure out a new way to grow it. But the problem with tequila, like compared to whiskey, this is going to get super nerdy. Uh, and I apologize for that, but something like whiskey you make with a grain that grows in one season and then it just lives in a barrel for years. This is why you have, like, 12-year scotch. The grain that went into that scotch only grew for a year. Mm. And then the scotch lived in a barrel for, like, 12 or 15. The tequila ages for typically less than a year, but the plant takes eight years to grow to maturity. Mm. 
So now that we're running out of it, right. it takes new growing methods right. to figure to, it to out. Right, to figure that out. Ugh. Hachi machi. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll once again steer in a totally different direction. If you saw a Bigfoot in the woods and it said one small phrase to you before it ran away, what would you want that phrase to be? I don't know. My brain just went to Tenacious D and the Sasquatch saying that it was Jack Black's father. Now, would you want it to say, I am Jack Black's father, or would you want it to turn to you and say, I am your father? Uh, I think I wanted to say it was Jack Black's. Just be like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Jack Black's father. Well, I gotta go. See ya. And you're like, all right, bye, Mr. Bigfoot. Uh, as a kind of sub-question to that, this is not from my notes, right? See, this is improvisation right here, live, sort of, in podcast format. If you saw Bigfoot, right, who would be the first person that you told? I imagine it would be Ashlyn who is my girlfriend, just mm-hmm. because I, I tell her everything that has ever happened to me. Now, would you go public with this information, or would you keep this secret? I would probably not go public with it, just because I really doubt anybody would ever believe me. Would you reach out to Jack Black and say, I met your father, he's a swell guy? Or? I would certainly DM him on Twitter. Hell yes. Okay, <laughs> Jack Black, hey, hit us up. We might have some news about your dad. We might know his last known location. Now, here's the thing, right? I just talked about how we sat with Philip and we ate some food, right? Now, imagine, you know, someone comes in and babysits for Philip and they're like, all right, you guys go, go get some food. So we go to a diner, right? But the thing is, is that they say you can't have anything except for breakfast food. We're out of everything that isn't breakfast food. So what is your go-to breakfast food at a diner? Uh, I'm not really been to many diners, but go-to breakfast is always sausage gravy and biscuits. Interesting. Okay. Right. I would not expect that. I don't know why, but that's not what I'm expecting. Out of a person who's in a band named Stacked Like Pancakes? Well, that's also fair, but I actually wasn't even thinking of pancakes. For some reason, I was thinking of, like, some, like, mega omelet. And oh, I know that no. sounds weird, but, like, I'm you not, know, like... I don't, I don't really like eggs. I eat them because mm-hmm. they're not bad for you, but... Right. Well, that's, see, I think that's the reason why omelets are so good, because it's like you're having eggs, but it's like you're not, because when you have those things that are like, here's avocado and tomato and spinach and, you know, chorizo sausage and yeah. three types of cheeses, right? It's like you're, it's almost like the, the egg is just sort of keeping it together, but you're not even tasting it, the magic. Uh-oh. Well. Well. Okay. Okay. I guess he's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I, believe it or not, out of a band of seven people whose band is named after pancakes, if you go down the line and ask the band pancakes or waffles, one person will say pancakes, five will say waffles, and one will say French toast. Now, see, that, that's such a tough question, I think, because <laughs> in a way, pancakes and waffles, I don't think actually can be compared, right? I think for me, pancakes are a side. To something else, right? I usually, at least for me, I always feel like when you're eating pancakes, it's like that's the side that you get with bacon, eggs, and all this other stuff, right? But like, Lisa does at IHOP. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, but like for me, a waffle is kind of like your meal because a waffle holds things. You know, it's got those little cubbies that you can put all your little food wantings in. I haven't thought of it like that. Yeah, and you French toast is very good. But I go sausage, gravy, and biscuits, which everyone thinks is bizarre. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like... Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Indeed. I feel <laughs> like Maryland is, is, is one of those states where it's like, you kind of get a mix and match of, like, people who are, like, not pretending like they're Southerners, and then people who really think that they are, right? And to me, like, you know, sausage, you know, gravy... It's definitely a like Southern is, thing. It's a very Southern thing. Well, I had a, a grandfather who used to hunt, and every time he killed a deer, like he would have everybody over for the weekend, and that night would be burgers and steaks, and the next morning everything would be turned into sausage gravy. Interesting. Okay. So I had that like once a week. Now that makes sense. Season. That makes yeah. sense now, right? You know, we're start. See, this is why we do things like this, Zach. Yeah. This is why we sit down and we all get to know each other just <laughs> a little bit better. So now we've had, actually, now I think about it, we've had three separate pancakes on three separate properties. Yeah. 
So that's an interesting... Uh, I did not know about Kevin, but I listened to the one with Kevin. Yeah, Kevin was... Uh, I sat down with Kevin over winter break, and we did an interview. Um, and it was actually, honestly, one of my first times sitting down to interview somebody. It didn't air first, but it is actually my very first time interviewing anybody. Uh, and so I literally said to him, I was like, I apologize. Like, before we start, I was like, I have notes. I'm going to try my best, right? Um, and, uh, I mean, I think it went pretty well. It was pretty fun. Uh, it just took me some time to get it out. I don't know why, but it just, uh, well, no, I, I do know why. It's just life kind of got in the way, but, um, no, Kevin did a great job. Kevin's very funny. Kevin is very gung-ho. Um, and we had Kellen on Journey Under 30 just last episode to talk about the album, yeah. which, you know, we will talk about in a bit. You and me, we'll talk about, uh, Talk about the the magic that is strange creatures coming to you. Uh, you can't see it, but I just did a little snappy, pointy thing at the microphone. Right at the microphone. Um, so, in, uh, until we get to that point, though, let's talk just a couple more very fast topics here. What is your most embarrassing high school memory? Oh, jeez! Wow, all of high school. <laughs> Hold on. Sure. Brief pause. It gets worse and then it gets better. It just sucks. So what did you do? Because he said to me, it may seem mean. Oh, I just... I I picked him up and I hugged him for a minute and then I put him down. <sighs> he's tired. It's right. like the crappy thing is he's tired and I know he's tired. But he's fighting sleep because he wants, like, there's a strange person here. He wants right. to play. Exactly. Um, he's like, I want to go back in there and stare at him for another five minutes. Right. That was so, so funny. Sometimes you just have to make him mad, and then he's like, ah, okay, now I'm sleepy. Right. And then he's out again. It, may, it really did crack me up, though, how, like, unwavering his stare was when I first came in through the door. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Embarrassing high school memories? Yes. I think that's where we were. That's where we were. Embarrassing high school memories. <laughs> oh. Well, let's see. I was in marching band, so there's already a plethora of material there. Yeah. I think the worst thing for me was uh, I had kidney stones for, I don't know, five or six years starting sophomore year of high school. And the day I was um, diagnosed, I guess... Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually our marching band's home competition and the, uh, context, uh, I'm from a far smaller town in Maryland. Um, and the football stadium was, uh, it was like a half a mile. Like you could see the hospital. Right. Um, but it out of nowhere we were like, we had our morning practice that day and I, I just started feeling bad, like real bad. And we had Burger King for breakfast. So I thought like, <laughs> right, maybe Burger King for breakfast on an 80 degree day, not the best idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't that, but I was like, I, I'll, I'll go to the bathroom and you know, heave in there because right. I didn't want to do it and interrupt everybody else. So I go to the bathroom and I like, I continue to dry heave. Sorry, this is going to get really gross really fast. Um, <laughs> Content warning. <laughs> Uber gross. Here we go. Um, and nothing comes up, but I start to feel even worse. Like I get more nauseated. I get like lightheaded and I begin to get the sensation that somebody has hit me in the testicles with a hammer. Totally not a fun experience. No. But I like, I hold it together. I like Zen myself back to to, like being able to breathe normally. And the, the one of the drummers in the marching band walks in and he was like, dude, you don't look so good. Kind of look like you're zombieing out on me, man. If it makes you feel any better, I think a bird just shat on my arm. <laughs> and for whatever reason, 
him saying that just like it flipped a switch and I turned into basically the equivalent of the little girl from the exorcist, like projectile vomiting oh, everywhere. Um, <laughs> we'll put it this way. It was bad enough. That bathroom was closed for the next three football games. Oh no. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no. Um, so after that happens, I think I feel better. I'm still in pain, but I'm not nauseous because there's nothing left in me. Right. So I go out and I march for another half an hour, and then the pain is so bad, I wind up lying in the trailer, like, writhing in pain on the ground. And at that point, somebody's like, okay, no, you're, let's just, let, let's go to the hospital. And uh, they get me to a room. My dad's actually, at the time, was a nurse in the ER at the hospital. Um or that wasn't the hospital he normally worked at, but he worked there enough, mm-hmm. like, covering for people that all the ER docs knew him. So, <laughs> they uh, they give me a room pretty quickly, and my girlfriend at the time and one of the other guys in my section, one of my really good friends, come to visit while I'm in the room. And <laughs> uh, so, first off, I'm super dehydrated, mm-hmm. so they try and give me an IV. But they also had to do blood work. So they tried to do it with the same needle. Uh, this is my nightmare. Somewhere in between blood work and the IV, it got knocked out. Uh. And I get arterial splurting all over like the lower half of my body from, uh, from my elbow. And so that was fun. <laughs> but they, uh, they bring in some, uh, what is it? the hydrogen peroxide and that bubbles it all out or whatever. And they clean me up. It was fine. Your idea of fun is very different than mine. <laughs> um, and then they, they let the, the two people that came to see me come back. And, you know, meanwhile, like the pain that I had, while it may have started in the, the groin region, it eventually spread to take over like my entire abdomen Um, because that's where your kidneys are. And I already spoiled it. It was kidney stones. Uh, there's the sign on the wall in every ER room in that hospital that said, if you are pregnant and think you are in labor, you have the right to request immediate, immediate, uh, something or other. I don't know. This was like 2010. Mm -hmm. No shit. 2007. Wow. This is a while ago. I don't remember quite what the sign said, but the gist was they came in and made fun of me for being pregnant while my legs were covered in blood and, you know. Oh, it, cool, 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 So, yeah. yeah. Probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me, actually. Oh, man. So, there you go. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, I, well, see, like, <laughs> that's unfortunate, dude. Oh, that sucks. I, I, I will say my most embarrassing high school situation i had just moved to the county and so i only knew matt summers that was it uh and so i was you know starting to make friends you know i met austin antoine at that point i'd met daniel miners um and i made a few friends and one of them was this girl uh tracy i'll leave her last name off just in case but i met this girl tracy uh who sat next to me in my third period science class and we got along very well like we were always laughing always you know, a couple times getting in trouble, really, because we were talking during class. And, you know, we were, you know, goofing off, but we had fun. And homecoming, we had a super early one in my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't met many people. And so I was like, well, I want to go with, like, a group because I'd like to meet more people. You know, like, I want to make more friends and stuff like that. So one day during lunch, you know, I didn't have to have anyone build me up or anything like that. Like, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't scared. I walked up to this girl, Tracy, who, yes, I will admit was very attractive, even like, you know, like uh, by freshman standards or whatever, but she continues to be attractive even to this day, right? But I didn't go ask her just because of that reason. Like, I went up to her because she was the first friend that I'd made that was a girl at the school, because mm-hmm. um, we became friends like on like day one, you know, and we, we were like texting like since like the second day of school and stuff like that. And so I walked up to her and I was just kind of like, Hey, you know, homecoming is coming up pretty soon. And I, you know, I haven't met many people. So I was wondering, 
if I if you would be interested in going with me, like as a friend, so I could go, you know, with your group. Um, because I also knew that she hadn't been asked yet, you know, because one of our mutual friends had said she hadn't been. Mm. And so I asked, like, in a totally chill way. I wasn't like, hey, come get with this guy, right? Like, again, like, I was very open about it, like, being his friends, right? And she literally looks at me, looked at her friends that were next to her, and then looked back at me, kind of almost like in disbelief sort of thing. And then finally she goes, me, go with you. <laughs> and then she laughed in my face. Oh. And I just went, all right. And then I walked away. <laughs> And I never spoke to her again until my freshman year at Towson Yeah, when she lived out on the floor above me and I passed her in the stairwell and she was like, Colin, Colin, hey. And I like stopped and I took my headphones out. And I was like, yes. And she was like, hey, it's Tracy. Like yeah, as if I could have forgotten her. Like we still we were in the same grade. We saw each other every year, you know, for four years. And then I was like, yeah, hi. And she was like, it's so crazy that we both live here. And she was like, I live on the seventh floor. And I was like, yeah, I live on the sixth. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. She goes, we should hang out sometime. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then, was, then you never did. No, yeah, I that's never how that did. always goes. Because, like, the thing is, like, I think that part of it was that it was, like, the third week of school. And I I have a weird feeling that maybe she hadn't made many friends. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, thank God, someone I know. Hi, come hang out with me. And I just was like, no. You laughed in my face when I asked you to homecoming. Like, so... But, that, but the thing is that she did that in front of a whole group of friends. And yeah. so for the rest of my high school career, even when for one brief moment I was a popular kid during my senior year, uh, but like all those other popular kids from her group were always like, that's the dork that has Tracy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that See, sucks. like the after effects of mine is because myself and two of my closest peers had happened to vanish and go to the hospital. Mm. <clears throat> Everyone, well... It was high school. Like, the rumors just started going like wildfire. Um, right. Like, my then girlfriend and best friend, like, got back. And, like, everyone was coming up to them and asking them all these crazy questions about what was going on. And, like, it got to the point, the German exchange student walked up and he was like, Zach, brain surgery? <laughs> just like that. And they're like, no, but I like, I think it's brain surgeon. They're like, no, I, I missed like a few days of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, by the time I came back, everyone was like, oh my God, you're okay. It's like, it's like yeah. Why do you think I wasn't? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's the one thing that I don't miss about high school is like just one small thing happens and it leads to a million rumors. Um, but we'll move away from the more embarrassing moments of life. Um, Let's see. I've got a whole bunch of questions here from the reads, and they're all fantastic, but uh, we only have time for a couple. So, okay. Uh, what do you think about. Nope, that's not a good question. Oh. Actually, no, you know what? This is something that I actually asked on the last episode, but I do sometimes like asking this sort of question anyway. Uh, if, let's say, in five, like someone walked into this room right now and said, Zach, you have a TED Talk in five minutes, right? And you're like, oh, right, yes, of course I remember, mm-hmm. right? What would you, what what could you get up and talk about comfortably for 20 to 30 minutes with no prompting that you could just get up and just immediately start spouting stuff off? Uh, I can safely say it would have to do with either Nintendo or music in some facet. So wh- I would probably actually just get up there and wing it and wouldn't right. decide until the moment, but I could definitely talk about those two things. Okay, so let's say it's Nintendo, right? Just kind of, if you could, give me just a loose outline of what you would talk about. If someone, if you walked up there and they were like, what are you going to talk about? And you're like, uh, Nintendo. Sure, yeah, I'll talk about Nintendo. Innovation in the game industry. Okay, so where would you start? Well, I mean, they were always kind of like the the crazy thing that pushed all of gaming forward until the last couple of years, and still they kind of are getting back to that. But, um, I mean, everything started with all the arcade cabinets and whatnot, but once everything got to the home console, like, they were one of the first giant ones. And mm-hmm. then 
the Sony PlayStation only existed because they did some crazy experiment with the N64 that didn't work. And then, or maybe it was the SNES. One of one of the two, they did an experiment with either the SNES or the N64 to add a disk drive. And they hired a company, a small company at the time called Sony. Uh, well, I guess they weren't quite as small as I'm making it seem, but they had no presence in that industry right. at all um, to produce the disk drive. And then they scrapped the idea, but Sony had already developed the attachment and they were like what if we just turn this into our own entry into this right ecosystem and then that spawned everything that sony has done to the gaming industry as it is uh they were also one of the first ones to try and get into vr even though it flopped right um handheld gaming that was basically all them Mm -hmm. even now up to the switch which is basically a home console on the go the Wii and motion controls, like they, I mean, yeah, I remember the PSP. modern VR with its like motion control and visors wouldn't exist without Nintendo, even though they're not taking a role in it. So, so you said that Sony sort of had a hand in like handheld gaming and stuff like that. I'm guessing you mean with like the PSP and like no, no, I mean stuff? like wait. Or, or are you talking more like the, um, when you have like a controller, like the way the Wii has a handheld controller? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Sony detected. VR has like hand controllers that you can use. Mm, okay, gotcha. Um, gotcha. Or like Oculus has like a right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, basically like the, like the nunchucks stuff. from the, the right. Wii that you can like use to like move your arms and stuff. And the guy on the in the game is like mirrors your movements. Right. And then That's using what I mean. buttons and stuff, you like can pick stuff up or shoot like, or whatever. That technology got its start, um, or like where they kind of got their ideas was the Wii. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like they've I, always been like on the the edge of like weird things, even if their hardware has been less powerful than say yeah, the all Xbox their and PS4. Odd from time to time, but. Um, yeah. Okay. And so then, so that's where you're starting. Where would you? What would be your big like? What would be the climax of this whole TED talk? Like, what would what would all this lead to? I mean, I think Nintendo's kind of done all that for me. They like very recently announced Nintendo Labo and like all that crazy cardboard stuff that you can build and turn into games. And that's gonna be so cool. They've like talked about in certain settings how you can like design your own stuff for right. It. Um. So I think. I think they kind of took care of that one for me. Right? Cool. Well. <laughs> Roses are flying up. Yeah. Clapping, clapping, clapping. And then uh, now we're fading out, and Zach Foot is walking backstage. And that is the end of the TED Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, let's do one more question before we get into the, um, before we get into, like, the sort of ending stuff. What is the scariest personal story that you had like the scariest thing that's ever happened to you well the uh the kidney stone thing was probably up there because i thought i was dying that's fair uh, at one point uh so that just that wasn't fun um but as far as like a personal experience goes that that does hit high on the list Mm-hmm. It's not quite number one, but because I thought I was dying, it's way up there. The, uh, the other scariest one is the birth of my son, because um, that was, I mean, couldn't have happened in a scarier way if I wanted it to. Or I, I don't think I could have dreamed up a scarier scenario for it if I tried. Mm-hmm. Um without getting into too much personal shenanigans, like we didn't know that that was why we were going to the ER that day. Right. Like we didn't know that we were pregnant without, without getting into the reasons why we didn't. Um, because that's not mine to discuss, but right. like, no, I took... Yeah. It happens all the time. I mean, like, there's a whole TV series about right. I didn't know I was pregnant, you know? I took Ashlyn to the ER because we thought... We thought, like, I... Well, I thought she was dying. Like, so... That was a, a scary drive to the ER anyway. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, a doctor... Like, timeline for that day. We get to the ER at 9 p.m., 
Uh, at 9.30, a doctor tells her that she's pregnant. Uh, and then Philip was born at 11.26 or 27 p.m. Jeez. So, like, all of that happened... Like, two to two and a half Less hours. than three hours. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, I mean, I was so far gone that apparently, um, stories I've been told, I was, like, pale white, like a, a sheet of paper. And at one point during the birth, like, the nurses were like, you... You should sit down. And then Ashton was like, yeah, please, please sit down. Like, I know you're trying to help, but sit down. A third nurse, like, jumps in. She's like, yeah, you should really listen to them, because if you go down, we don't give a shit about you here. Right. We're here for her. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're going to be down there for a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, I went into the ER thinking that my girlfriend was dying and came home two days later with a baby. So I do remember getting the text message that was like, I, I don't know exactly how many O's it was, but you like definitely sent me the text that just went, so I'm a dad now. And I was like, how, how do you what? have that conversation? Like we didn't know she right. was pregnant. Right. No, but it was this thing of where I was like, <coughs> because again, like, because it wasn't expected. We didn't think that she could be either right. because she had just had an MRI done at what timeline wise would have been seven and a half months term Mm -hmm. and no baby showed up on that MRI or at least from what we were told look so I'm just saying we came home with a baby we're like how the hell is this possible Jesus was born for Mary without having any sort of like kind of like (laughs) stuff going on you know I mean well you know that's what the Bible says but no but I'm just saying like look things you know crazy things happen every day and it was one of these things where it was like, you texted me this, and I remember being like, you guys like got like a dog or something? And then all of a sudden, I ha- get a picture on my phone. There, there's no other way to like, have that conversation. Oh, yeah, no, I know. And I, I freaked out. Not like in a bad way. I was like, Zach, Zach, I was like, oh. I mean, like, I literally was like jumping up and down. I mean, like, I, I, God, I'm trying to remember exactly where I was when this happened. Because like, I know that like, I'm, I immediately, like, I, you know, obviously I'm not the, I'm not the kind of person that like, airs people's stuff right but like i remember hitting up like the group chat between like the lads and being like y'all i got a baby and i was like yo and like because i just remember you know we had all done at least one video each with you at that time so you know we were all pretty much like you know everyone at that point was fairly good friends and we've been talking about some other projects that we'd be interested in working on together and then all of a sudden we were all like I think we what were we actually trying the schedule one too. Yeah, yeah. Which has since not happened because baby and life and right. college and yes, you know everything. Oh yeah, no, I I understand all of that. All too yeah, well. we. I like I said, I like that was a a weekend of very scary phone calls and messages mm-hmm. too because like, not only is having the surprise child. A scary thing in and of itself right. and then you realize that you both have jobs to explain this to and she's not allowed to work for six weeks mm-hmm. and then I was supposed to leave for Warp Tour two weeks after this right. um, no less than that I think I think it was a week mm-hmm. I was a week out from going to Warp Tour like stuff like that Like I was that was terrifying yeah well, you know, I just remember, like, because, and like, you know, we were actually all sitting around talking about that too. Um, you know, that happened, and then I think it was like a day, maybe two later. You know, we have this group chat going between people in the network, kind of talking about it, and you know, we were talking about like he's about to go on tour, and we we're like, you know, like what what is gonna like happen? Like, what can we do? And so we sent um, a stroller and uh, like a like a playpen thing yeah. to you, and I remember being like, you know. If, if we could have done more, we would have. But I just remember being like, I hope that this is something that will help. Oh, believe to sort me. Of, like, get basically Those like two started. things have received lots of use and they've been plenty helpful. Right. And, mm. uh, you know, it's just one of those things where I think it's also a good, good outcome, I think, in a way there because of the fact that it's like sometimes people go through tough situations. And I think it's always nice to see that everybody. That like everyone kind of can come together to be like, hey, this is one of our own. You know, let's let's you know all do our part. Yeah, um, we and, received cr- 
crazy help. Like, <clears throat> people we hadn't talked to in forever, or like friends of friends and friends of coworkers of family, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Like, three of the nurses on staff brought us stuff. Like from that, that their kids had outgrown. Right, right. Like one of them donated a fifty-five gallon trash bag worth of newborn and Jeez. up to six months clothes. Wow. Yeah, That's and wild. like bedding and crazy stuff yeah. that like we hadn't even begun to think about getting because we're like trying to schedule pediatrician appointments mm-hmm. and name him and mm-hmm. you know, like I had to tell our roommates that. We were they were getting another roommate. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that <laughs> conversation too. Like um we hadn't even gotten to like what does he wear? We were like who is he? <laughs> yeah. You're, and you're just like sitting there like, Who are you? Who sent you? And he's just like <laughs> You're like Talk you know, like you get like the swinging interrogation light, you yeah. know? No, and he's just like and you're like, oh, but he's so cute. Um, all right. Well, that's a very great story. Um, I enjoy that story. Zach is a very good dad. I've been sitting here watching Zach be a, a solid, <laughs> solid dad. Hey, everybody. It's Colin, and I'm here to do a real quick ad read for you here down in the mail room. I just want to real quick before I start talking about the ads, I just want to remind everybody that this episode aired a little out of order. Uh, I actually recorded this episode with Zach at the end of March, uh, knowing that I was going to put it out at the beginning of May. And then as it turns out, when I recorded my episode with Jordan to uh, premiere during this time, the episode time that I was going to put this episode on originally was Jordan's birthday. So things kind of got switched around just to kind of make it a little bit more like, hey, happy birthday to my bud, you know? Um. So questions that you'll hear at the very end of the uh, episode for last time and this time are out of order. And then, you know, starting with the next episode, we'll be back on our usual schedule here. You know, so it won't be as confusing, I think, for the final questions. But thank you so much to Zach for for doing this. I know that, uh, you know, he was just getting ready to go on tour at the time that we recorded this. And, you know, he has a baby. Uh, He was working a lot. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff that he was juggling all at once. And he took the time out to sit down with me and do this episode. So thank you so much, Zach. One of my best friends in the world. Zach is a great guy. He's been on a lot of Scavengers Network stuff. And uh, because of some of the stuff that we have planned for this summer, you'll probably start to hear from him and see him a little bit more often. So that'll be fun. Um, But let's talk about our sponsors, shall we? Lyft launched the original concept of rideshare in 2012. Now, the idea behind ridesharing is to provide a more technically advanced cheaper alternative to taxi services, as well as make the ride more personal by enabling you to know who it is you will be trusting to drive you from point A to point B. So you can use the promo code PENPAL, P-E-N-P-A-L, for $5 off your first ride as a passenger. But if you want to sign on as a driver, you get a signing bonus for first-time drivers that can earn you up to uh, a little over $300 in your first 30 days. Uh, so that's Lyft, promo code PENPAL. Lyft, riding is the new driving. And real quick, let's talk about one more. Let's talk about Warby Parker, uh, because I am sitting here recording this ad break in my Warby Parkers. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty objective to offer designer eyewear at a revolutionary price while leading the way for socially conscious businesses. The eyewear industry is dominated by a single company that has been able to keep prices artificially high while reaping huge benefits and profits from consumers who have no other options. And so Warby Parker was started to create an alternative. Good eyewear, good outcome. Now, prescription eyeglasses start at just $95, so you can find a new pair today with their free home try-on program, which has fast free shipping, which has fast free shipping both ways, and for every pair sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. Um, I really love Warby Parker. I love my Warby Parker glasses. I used to wear contacts every single day, no questions asked, because I did not want anyone to see me in my glasses. I hated my old glasses so much. Uh, And now I would say I probably wear my glasses just as much as I wear my contacts. 
Um, I mean, like out in public. I love these glasses so much. I have prescription sunglasses from Warby Parker and also Parker. I mean, great last name for something. Am I right? Um, and uh, Jordan Reed and Lindsay Reed both have like a million pairs of Warby Parker glasses as well. And I bring them up for a reason. But first, let me talk to you real quick. But first, let me just tell you that if you want to look at those prescription eyeglasses starting at $95, if you want to check out that home try-on where you get to try on five pairs, take a few pictures, put them on social media, send them out to friends, see what people like, you get that fast free shipping both ways. And like I said, for every pair sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. Just go to H... Just go to bit.ly slash cscav, as in S-E-E-S-C-A-V, C, like I can see you. Scav, for more details. Now, I specifically brought up the reads there for a reason. Uh, If you're hearing this episode on the day that it airs, which is Tuesday, May 29th, you will find that this weekend on June 2nd, I am going to be in Madison, Ohio with the reads, helping them on their uh, live Instagram walkthrough and episode recording and everything like that at. Uh, the Madison Seminary, uh, which is a haunted house out in Madison, Ohio. So make sure that you follow all of our adventures out in Madison, Ohio at spooky underscore spouses on Instagram for that live video. And you'll get to see us doing all sorts of really cool things. And now let's pop back over to Zach. So this is the ending here, right? So the way that this works is is I'm going to give you a question that our last guest asked, right? I'll give my answer, then you'll give your answer. And then you have to give us a question that the guest from next week will answer. See. But you do have to give your answer to your own question. So give me one. So while you're thinking about your question and your answer to this one, right, I will go ahead and start us off. Uh, This question comes to us from our guest from the last episode, which was Julie Roberts, um, lover to death. Great episode. Uh, And her question was, do you believe in ghosts? And if you do, like in what form, right? For her, she was saying that she doesn't necessarily believe in like the fact that like you'll see someone take on a spectral form and they'll be wearing the hat that they wore when they died or whatever, right? But, you know, there's this theory of like energy isn't just created and it doesn't just disappear. So, you know, there's energy within a human being. So when you pass away, that energy has to go somewhere. So maybe it just sort of, maybe that's where that like that aura or that feeling comes from when you go to a place and you're like, I feel this like presence almost, right? And my response was actually fairly similar to hers. I told her off the air because she really wanted to know before this episode came out. Um, I don't exactly necessarily believe in ghosts. Again, like I'm not the kind of person that thinks that like Slimer from Ghostbusters is out there. Right. Um, and I don't think that I'm sitting here and I, I'm at a Ouija board and I'm going like, who's there? And it's like, it's Greg. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> Greg, are you a ghost? Yes. yes. Whoa. Right. And I, I don't necessarily think. Crash. Exactly. It's Let's like, flicker. Greg, what is the best TV show of all time? And he goes, Thundercats. And you're like, you're out of your mind, Greg. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, I do think I do agree with this, this idea of like there, there's energy or there's basically like a presence or a impression i think that people make on things and i don't know if that's just more of a psychological thing or not but like there are definitely times where i will be doing something or you know like really thinking on something like you know if i'm really seeking for an answer to something you know if i'm doing some sort of personal searching or if i'm like really struggling with things there are times where i feel alone and then all of a sudden i don't feel alone i feel as if there is something that's out there kind of like watching or, you know, trying to help me find my path or something like that. Um, and also I feel like there's no way to explain sometimes how some of the things that I have get moved because there's no way that I move them hmm. and I'm by myself. So it's like, okay, Patrick Swayze is in here. He's already messed with the pottery and now he's moving my, you know, my glasses around or whatever. And you know, and I don't appreciate it. Um, but uh, that being said, no, I, I ghosts, I, it's tough. Like, I mean, I have, it's one of the reasons why I love spooky spouses so much, right? Like, they have this love-hate relationship with all that is paranormal. 
and I don't know just exactly how much I believe in some of these things, but there are definitely things that I think are not exactly explainable by just natural causes, if you will. So there has to be maybe some sort of type of supernatural entity, or I don't know. You know, it's, it's a tough line to walk, but I guess in a way my answer is yes, I believe in ghosts, just not, you know, a white sheet hanging in the air. And going, not Casper. Right, not Casper. <clears throat> um, maybe part of my question will play into that. Because okay. I think I know what I'm going to ask. Okay. But uh, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. I, I kind of... I, I don't know. I've never really even thought about that kind of thing. Um, nor have I ever put any effort into considering that fact. I, If I find myself like thinking about random stuff, I wind up thinking about like the existence of aliens before I think about the existence of ghosts. Um, but at the same time, I'll see Philip laying in his crib looking at a very distinct spot mm-hmm. talking to something. So who knows? If there are ghosts... They haven't tried to hurt me or my son yet, so... Right. You know, one of the scariest things to me is, like, you know, my roommate has two cats, and sometimes I'll be doing something, and I'll, like, look over, and they'll both just be, like, staring at something, and there's nothing there, and I'll be like, what are you doing? Stop, like, stop that. There's nothing there. They just stay there for a bit, and I go, there's nothing there. (laughs) They still stay there for, like, a minute or two, and then finally I'm like, okay, please, for the love of God, tell me that there's nothing there. Like, because then that starts to make me nervous. (laughs) Um, so, um, I read, I mean, like lots of people do something totally crazy and off the wall on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess the question before I, I explain it is if we lived inside of a simulation, would you feel Better or worse about it, knowing that it was Ed Sheeran's imagination. Ed Sheeran's imagination. And that's totally bizarre, but I read this thing, like, there was a whole post about, uh, like, you know, do we exist inside a, a simulation, or, like, what parallel universe, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some apparently this theory exists that we all currently live inside Ed Sheeran's imagination, because they like they look at his career and who he is and they're like there's no way in our society that some random fat white bloke from the UK has overnight success all over the world without it being a daydream of his interesting so we all exist mm-hmm. as potential fans for him to win over at some point in time inside of his own head during his daydreams. So then how does that make you feel? Like, what, what is your thought on that? I, I just, I thought it was so hysterical that I, like, I sat there for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. Nobody knew who he was. And then he had, like, five songs on the radio. Like, that's it's totally weird. And, I mean, I don't... I don't think that would make me feel better, though. <laughs> but it would explain how sometimes things happen, and you're like, why did that happen? It's just some bloke's imagination. Right. It's Ed Sheeran's imagination. Anything can happen. Right. It's a lot like that Rick and Morty episode where... <clears throat> if it's from season three, I haven't seen it. No, it's in season two. Okay. It's the one where like they're they're in a simulation, and then there's a simulation inside a simulation, and yeah, yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. of crazy stuff going on. Uh, and Jerry, just like they put Jerry on a the smallest amount of you know computer capacity as possible, and he still falls for it, you know? Yeah. My man! <laughs> anyway, um, well, you'll hear my answer to that question on the next episode. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Zach, for joining us. Um, real quick, if people want to find you, um, both you and the band, where can people find you? Uh, me personally, you can find on Twitter and Instagram at footy SLP. That is the at symbol F O O T I E S L P and stack like pancakes. You can search for on Facebook or 
go to at SL Pancakes on Twitter and Instagram. And I believe SLP Band on Snapchat. I may be wrong about that. Don't take me up on that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, as always, uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. Uh, or you can follow the Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net. Um, or on Instagram, Scavengers is uh, at Scavengers Network. Um, Twitter has a, a limited amount of characters that you can have, so it kind of uh, changes some things for you. I know you guys definitely understand that feeling. Yeah, we finally got to put our full name in, though. I did see that. Yeah, that was we're excited about that. Um, and so, uh, as always, you know, just since we're talking about the Scavengers Network. Uh, make sure that you check out some of the other great shows on the network. We are currently sitting at seven shows. This is wild to me. You know, I wanted to have eight shows by May, and if everything works out, we should have a new show coming out actually in April. Um, you know, here, I guess technically here in this month, because that's, we're recording this in March, but this episode airs in April. Um, and so we'll have an eighth show, which is doubling what we started the network with, and that was my goal to, hit that many before I graduate. And so here we are. Um, and so if you want to check out those shows, all the shows on the network include this show, the bad pen pal. So make sure you like, no, not like, sorry, this is not YouTube. So like, make comment, sure, subscribe. Exactly. Make sure you subscribe, uh, give us a rating, you know, maybe submit some questions that I can give to my guests, some kind of wild and crazy questions. Um, and also there's journey under 30, which is the show that I do with Alex Taylor on the alternating Tuesdays with this show. Um, there's Spooky Spouses, which we've already mentioned. There's Historical Hotties. There's State Your Case. There's EQ&A. And there's Academy Outcasts. Uh, a lot of really great shows. Love the hosts that we have here on the network. Um, just a really lovely bunch of people, and we all get along super well. So it is a blast to work with them. So, uh, as always, thank you so much for joining us here on The Bad Pen Pal. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Zach Foote. And I'll write you back soon. <laughs>